the story. I went and did this presentation, and as I'm doing this presentation, it was not going the way that I wanted it to go. It, uh, normally, I'm on my game, I'm smooth, I you know can keep track of the time, but with this particular presentation, uh, I, I got off on my time. I you know just didn't have that flow that I wanted to have. And a lot of people afterwards are just like, oh, you're being too critical on yourself. You're being too hard on yourself. Well, here's the interesting thing. I was the opening uh, presenter, the kind of the keynote for a pitch competition. And then I was one of the judges for the pitch competition. So I did my presentation, then we did all of the pitches, they came up and, and then we had to judge this pitch competition. This particular pitch competition, the uh, people pitching did a really good job. So it was difficult to judge. You know, it wasn't one of, you know, sometimes when you have these pitch competitions, you have, you know, just like, oh, hey, this person's, they did a great job and this person was terrible. No, everyone did a really good job on this pitch competition. And so as judges, we were only given 15 minutes on the agenda to review all of the pitches and make our selections. 15 minutes was not enough time. We ended up taking about 35, maybe 40 minutes. Well, there's this MC and he's this kid, probably a freshman in college, maybe a sophomore in college, young kid, not a ton of experience. Well, he thought that he had to fill 15 minutes of time. He ends up filling 35, maybe 40 minutes of time on the fly, right? Mine was a rehearsed, prepped, whatever. His was on the fly. So I go up to him afterwards and I'm just like, hey, you know what? You did an awesome job presenting. He's like, oh, you you did too, like, like yours. And I'm like, no, no. I mean, stop the flattery. Like, you did an awesome job. <laughs> I, I was just there to, to make sure that, you know, that, that, that an agenda item was met. He's like, oh, no, no, that wasn't the case. So just then, this guy comes up and he comes up to, to this kid and he's like, oh my gosh, you did such a good job of filling the time. Like we all knew that, that you were doing it on the fly and I was really impressed with how good you did. And then he notices that I'm right there and he looks over at me and he's like, and you did good too. <laughs> And so I looked at the kid and I'm just like, yeah, um, we just got confirmation because neither of us know this guy. This guy is a stranger. We just got confirmation that you killed it and I just died. You know, was <laughs> so yeah, it it was not it was not my finest moment. So let's talk about uh, presentations because <laughs> <laughs> because I need help. I don't know that you need help, <laughs> but so often in business, we do presentations all the time into a bank. Uh, uh, I mean, even small stuff when we're in a grocery store as a business owner, we run into somebody, um, but sure. sometimes they can be, you know, really, really formal presentations. Um, and, and I think too often we don't think about, um, and I, I'm going to use the word marketing as a bigger picture. I don't think that we think about marketing as presentations that you know everything that we do to do that now i want to stay more focused like on on your conversation <laughs> about... I, I want to go back to making fun of you because that was funny <laughs> <laughs> well anyone who does any presentation or presenting i guess is there see now 
Now we're even blowing it on this presentation. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Anyone who does any presenting, you just have an off day, you know, I, and I don't care. You know, you look at professional athletes, they have an off day. It just happens. And I don't know why we think that everything that we're going to do in our life is going to be flawless, but you know, we, we, we tend to go that direction. Sure. Yeah. Well, in, in, in response to this one, honestly, I didn't do a bad job. I did a bad job for me. Like I knew that I could have had a smoother presentation. So I, I was holding myself to a standard and, uh, you know, I, I did have some people that came up to me and it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, I, I enjoyed your presentation. The content was great. And uh, you know, so it, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. And I think that that that's something that I want to, that I want to talk about here is, you know, as entrepreneurs, when, when we are, you know, pitching for funding, uh, you know, doing a pitch competition, that, that happens a lot now, uh, or, and, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, what happens when you have to deliver news, especially bad news, to employees, and, uh, you know, I, I have an example of, uh, well, what not to do, but I'm going to share a little bit. But a lot of times we're, we're hard on ourselves and, and people don't think that much of it. Uh, and so, you know, as we're talking about, you know, presenting yourself, presenting yourself in the best light, um, I, I don't know, don't be so hard on yourself. So let's talk about maybe some things someone can do so that they do have a better presentation. You know, and I don't want to get stuck on the cliche of practice in front of the mirror, you know, that type of stuff. I want to talk about more the logistic piece of it, i.e. build your presentation in segments so that I can adjust based off of those segments. Too often we say, all right, I got 30 minutes in your case to present. And we try to fill that 30 minutes perfectly. But if we get there and someone else is running late, and they still want to stick to time, we either have to cut back or we have to talk really super fast and then people don't understand us and then we're, you know, it just ruins the presentation sure, sure. because we haven't done that. So, you know, you, you do still quite a bit of presenting. So what are some things you've found that work? Yeah, so I'm going to start with exactly what you said not to do and I'm going to start with the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining this for me. Maybe that's why I didn't feel so good about my last presentation I just did. Uh, no, um, one of the things that I recommend to people is don't necessarily present in front of a mirror, but uh, stare at yourself for two minutes in front of a mirror without saying anything. And very awkward. It's very awkward. And, you know, that's how people see you in life. And, and when we're talking about presenting, so we, we really, we did a horrible job introducing this particular episode as to what we were going to cover. So I'm going to cover that right now. Uh, you know, th this episode is going to be on presenting. And we're going to talk about how you're presenting every day of your life, you know, wh whether you're literally asking someone on a date or whether you're trying to interview someone to work for your business or, you know, like whatever you're doing, you are presenting because you're in front of people, right? So I think it's important to be aware of how you feel and don't be awkward with yourself. Stare at yourself for two minutes. And, and just allow your mind to recognize what's going on with your face and, and be okay with that, you know? Um, so you asked the question about, uh, you know, uh, segmenting or, or you brought up segmenting. And I, I wanna talk about segmenting and understanding the, the full, 
you know, the full amount of time that, that you have to present. So the first thing that I do when I'm presenting is I, I determine if it's time sensitive or not time sensitive. If I'm just having a conversation with somebody and I can go wherever I want it to go, you know, let's say that I'm doing a lunch meeting. Uh, things happen a lot in business where you're sitting down with people, uh, you're, you know, you're sharing lunch. Uh, usually there's this unwritten rule that you've got about an hour or less to complete this lunch meeting. And within that hour, you should have in your mind, like, what am I trying to accomplish in this lunch meeting? You know, am I trying to get a follow-up, more formal meeting where we can sit down and review some of the, uh, you know, so, like, like maybe re review some numbers or uh, you know, some, some, some charts or different things like that? A am I trying to seal a deal? Am I trying to actually get something to, uh, you know, to take place? Or am I literally just catching up with this person and making sure that our business relationship is, is staying current? Uh, you know, so, so I'm always looking at that. If I'm, if I'm formally presenting to a group, maybe I'm presenting to a board or I'm presenting to investors or I'm presenting to employees, then I look at that. I'm just like, okay, how much time do I have to accomplish and what do I want to accomplish? And then I, you know, I break it up by segment like you were talking. So as, as you think about, and I like the word presenting to a board or a panel or something like that, do you try to follow any type of a script? I, I mean, I'm a fan of a little bit of a script because it just keeps your thoughts and ideas focused. What are your thoughts on, on that one? It, it, it depends. Uh, some people, you know, some people will write it down and memorize it. Some people will just wing it. Uh, so understand your personality. You know, we, we, we just recently uh, talked about, you know, introverts and extroverts and kind of how that comes into negotiations. Well, that also comes into presentations, it does. You're right. you know, and, and so, you know, jump back, uh, what that was like three, three, four episodes ago, you know, you jump back in there and you can learn a lot about, you know, introverts and extroverts in business, but in presentations, if I'm, you know, if I'm open and I have no problem talking with people and to me, winging it is not going to make me nervous, go ahead and wing it. But if I'm not that way, have it written down. Both are acceptable. There's not a right or wrong answer. You bring a very valid point because most people like a presentation with a warm personality. So if you are an introvert, you've got to be very careful because you generally have a colder personality. So great point to bring that one up. All right. So, but, 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 but hang on now. Be, be, before we move on too quickly, I, I think there's a, a, a qualifier here that we need to add, and that is, if I'm going to be, if I'm an introvert, or if maybe public speaking makes me nervous, or even sitting in front of a board makes me nervous, I'm going to write it down. I have to have quality information. People will put up with Correct. a boring presentation if the information is so good that they're like, okay, it was worth it. But if the information is just literally a Google search, uh, yeah, you know, or, or the worst is when, you know, someone is giving you information that you either already know, like if, if you sent out an email prior to a management meeting and told everyone to review that, do not read the email to them in the management meeting. Do not review, uh, you're right, just don't read it verbatim again. Right. Uh. <laughs> You know, so there's nothing wrong, wrong with writing it down and reading it, but you now have a higher threshold of information that you have to provide in order for them to see value in you. 
So as you <clears throat> then continue on a presentation, another area I find that I have a little bit of pet peeve is someone comes in the presentation, they feel like they need to warm it up. So what do they do? They crack a joke at the beginning and then it goes dead after that. So <laughs> we've all been there, done that. And my attitude towards that is you're either, you're either funny consistently or you're not. <laughs> if you're not funny consistently, don't don't try to do that. It's it's okay to just present good quality information and be conservative in your presentation. Mm -hmm. Because if you get into the one-off funny crack thing, it, it just it, it's uh, great, but it dies too fast and and seems like the motivation and momentum that you carry dies with it. So so I, I have a couple opinions on that, and I'm going to use the the term opinion because I. I can't tell you psychologically if this is the correct way to do it, but uh, it's always worked for me. So if, well, point number one, have personality. And there's a difference between personality and funny. Some people's personality is naturally funny. Other people's personality might be very different from funny. They, they might be, you know, very direct. And that's okay, but be true to your personality. Don't try and fake a personality that you don't have. And so if you're a stoic person, I mean, I've sat through presentations where the person gets up and it's like, I'm not going to try and entertain you. I have a lot of information to share and I'm going to share that information. And then they come and they share that information. And I love it. I'm like, whoa, that was a great presentation. As opposed to the person who's like, uh, I'm going to read and joke here. Yeah, I'm like, oh, stop, right? If you are going to use humor as a way to present, then I would say in using humor, laugh at your own jokes, whether anyone laughs or not. <laughs> Great <laughs> advice, actually. <laughs> and we do it too. <laughs> Good. Uh, so what are some other nuances you found as you presented that have been really helpful um, i.e. Uh, handouts for people or, you know, I, I get, I kind of get tired of the PowerPoint presentation. It's kind of the norm. And so sometimes that gets old. And sometimes we forget that there's lots of ways to present information and to share information that keeps people engaged. Have you found any uh, that have stood out to you that have, that aren't, that don't get old real fast, I guess is what I'm asking that if I still bring up the old whiteboard and make some notes on it. Uh, can I keep people engaged? So uh, me personally, when I present my favorite form of presentation is a whiteboard and discussion. Uh, I prefer that over a PowerPoint. I find it more engaging. The whiteboard helps because visualizations do help. Uh, you've got to be pretty dynamic to keep people engaged with only your speaking. And so it's nice to have a visualization. Uh, be mindful of your audience and what they care about. So, you know, we're talking about presentations. I don't want those listening to automatically think that this is if you're getting in front of like a group of 100 people and, and doing some sort of lecture. You know, a presentation could be if you're the owner of the company and you've got a weekly management meeting, you present every single week. And think about what are the attitudes of the management team in that management meeting? Do they enjoy the meeting? Do they you know, look forward to the meeting? Or do they dread the meeting? And most of the time people dread those meetings. The number one thing is 
you know, people are wanting presentations because they want information. And so put the emphasis on the quality of the information, not on the, you know, the, the charisma of, you know, of the person presenting. Uh, but but I, I would think that would absolutely be, you know, be, be the top uh, that, that I would look for. And I agree that uh, visualizations are very important in learning. We're very visual and, and anything that touches senses um, along with visualization really helps to bring it home. Now, one other area that's very, very tricky that I want to uh, discuss is engaging the audience, whether that be three people in a staff meeting or investors on a panel or maybe a formal presentation like you did at the beginning of the episode that <laughs> wasn't as stellar as you hoped it was. But even though I'm sure maybe I'm just sure the, the other fine. kid was just so amazing. <laughs> it could happen. You never know. Sure. But, but engaging the audience and those around you can be really tricky because if you don't engage them correctly, uh, offense could happen. Um, you could put them in an awkward situation. And so learning to control that is, is very tricky. Have you found anything that you have, you have liked over the years that allows you to engage? Because engagement is important. When, the, when your audience is engaged, they're learning. Uh, they tend to retain better and they come away feeling more motivated and, and, uh, and uplifted. I don't, I don't really like that word. <laughs> Give me a new word. Uh, yeah, we're just going to jump past we're that. Just, we're just going to keep moving. But anyways, your thoughts. So I, I, I'm going to share a story. This one cracks me up. So I'm doing a professional training. And there, there were about eight people in this training. It was an all-day training on marketing. And so, you know, you talk about engagement. The whole day, about seven of these eight people were engaged. You know, the, there's good discussion happening. They're taking notes. They're coming up with new ideas for their businesses. Uh, you know, they're networking amongst each other. Like, it was really good. And there was this one guy, I just could not get him to engage. Well, so I was contracted to do this training. And uh, at the end of the training, the people that put the training on, they wanted to get uh, feedback from the participants. And so they, they put out the surveys and the seven people, man, they're over the top. It's like, that was an amazing training. I, I loved it. I, you know, I, I feel so much you know, more ready to, to tackle my marketing. I, wonderful, wonderful. And, and the, this one guy just in the toilet, he's like, not good, you know, I felt, I felt like your examples were bad and, uh, you know, it wasn't engaged. And I'm like, man. Was he in your uh, training you did recently? <laughs> no. Just yeah. checking. But, but, but this was actually a few years back. But he put at the bottom in the open comments, he's like, I didn't like this training, but I was sick this day, so maybe that's why. Oh, and I'm like, okay. so... <laughs> don't take it out on me that you're sick you know you've got a pounding headache should have stayed home in bed you decide to come out to the training anyway and you take it out on me and I was like ah oh. but the point that uh, that I learned from this is that everyone's in a different place and engagement is different for everyone some people they like to have discussion they want to brainstorm they want to feel a part of a big group other people they want a task list. They're like, just tell me what you need and let me go back to my job. And you know, if you're if you're working with a group, 
it's on you to read the room. And as soon as people start checking out, like, are they pulling out their phones? Are they texting? Are they checking emails? As soon as they're doing other activities, then you've lost their interest and you've lost their, their participation and you've lost the value. And so you've got you to learn to read the room. And there's nothing wrong with pausing and just asking someone, say, hey, is this relevant to you? You know, if you're talking to a department head, you say, is this discussion relevant to you? And they're just like, no, it's not. Maybe we should do this with just the people that it's relevant with. Maybe we should excuse certain members. You know, I, I hate the idea that management team has to have everyone in management at all meetings. I'm like, no, get, get the relevant people to, to have those discussions and free up the time of the other people. You know, just different things that you can do, but, but read that room and don't be afraid of feedback. Don't be afraid to ask people, did you like that meeting? You know, if you go to a bank and you are trying to get a loan and they turn you down, go back to them and say, what did I do that you, know, you turned me down for? Learn from that experience, that's wonderful experience. You know? And even if, so let's say that you're gonna do a job interview and, uh, you know, and they say, hey, we, we decided to go a different direction. There's nothing wrong with just, you know, in, in a professional way, sending an email to them and saying, hey, I appreciated the opportunity that I had to interview with you. Uh, do you have any advice for me moving forward? Because obviously I'm still looking for a job right now. And you'll find that most of them will be like, yeah, actually you were very fidgety the whole time and it was distracting. I, I mean, they might be honest with you. They might not be honest with you, but it doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That always asking for feedback is a way to sharpen that skill set. Uh, because when, when you present, uh, it's not a day-to-day -day thing, and most of us don't do it professionally. That's what we make our living off of. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for that skill set to get honed when we do two or three back-to-back, -back, or we have a couple of conversations pretty recent, and then we go on a dry <clears> spell, and we don't present for a while, and then we just think, all right, I'm going to walk into the room, and I'll nail it like how I ended my you know, last event, and it doesn't always work that way, that, that we do have to uh, present. Um, so anyway, some tips on uh, presenting. Uh, there's lots of other things that we could cover. We appreciate um, uh, any perspective that um, can be given and, and uh, shared on presenting. There's lots of good information out there, not besides just what we have. Uh, uh, there's courses you can take to help you uh, presenting. Uh, and it's just more, and I like the fact that we brought up, uh, as you were talking and you brought up, that a lot of times we think our presenting is mostly just us as an individual, but when we have other resources that we bring to it, it, it strengthens that presentation. Mm -hmm. So don't forget that, uh, use those resources around you. Don't get caught up on just, it's me presenting as an individual. Um, especially if it's not your forte, that if it's something you're soft on, that, that rely on the, the resources that are out there uh, to help strengthen that visualization, the information you're trying to share, um, maybe even bringing other people. Uh, that's a little bit trickier. Um, but sometimes other people are more well-versed. I mean, that's why we have negotiations and mediators and other people that we bring in just to help fill that gap as well. Um, so. Yeah, and I, I, I think that, 
like there's a lot to this topic. If it's something that you hit a lot, obviously look into it more. But uh, for me, the big takeaway is this, that be authentic to who you are and your presentation style. That doesn't mean that you can't get better at something. You know, if, if you want to be more dynamic and practice being dynamic, if you want to have better information, then prepare better information. Like you can always improve. But, but, but I think that ultimately, you know, be authentic. If you're not naturally a comedian, don't try and be a comedian in front of people. If you're not someone who's quick with numbers, don't try and rattle off a whole bunch of facts and figures because you're just, you know, doing false information. Like there's so many ways that you can go the wrong way. Just stick with a nice, nice core, you know, keep, keep it smooth, keep it what you know. Um, and then recognize that as an entrepreneur, whether, whether you're formally presenting or not formally presenting, there's going to come a time, you know, your chamber of commerce is going to say, Hey, will you come and speak to us? And you're like, Oh yeah, oh, I, I, I could speak, you know, it just, it, it will happen, uh, you know, as you engage in entrepreneurs. But with that, I think, I think we're good. We're gonna, we're probably gonna wrap it right there. So, uh, Thanks so much for uh, for tuning in. Uh, this is uh, Ryan Murray. Ugh. I can't even present my own name. <sighs> Let's just end right there. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Marketing, Marketing Management, and Money. And with that, we're going to uh, close this episode out. Thanks, did we, everyone. Did we really just finished presenting on that note? <laughs> Cut it off. <laughs> Take control of your business today. Go to learndesk.us and search marketing management and money for the small business insights you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions.